0: episode 933 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Thursday, May 27th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir.
1: Good morning. How you doing?
0: I'm very well. Do you want to know why I'm very well? I, I, I do want to know why you're very well. There's now a Twitch feed of an otter cage at a zoo. <laughs> now look, I'm a little bit of an otter snob. I prefer Asian small-clawed river otters. Basically just river otters. I find them a bit cuter. Uh, these are sea otters. It'll it'll suffice, though. They're adorable. It's hilarious. One was using this, like, yoga mat type thing as a blanket. Another one came up and literally just yoinked it from him, went on his back, and used it as a blanket for himself. So, like, it was a clear thieving of, like, I want to use this. It was so mean and yet so funny.
1: How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, I love... Morning baseball, like me, too. You know, me too. For me to be able to like have breakfast and watch the Rockies face the Mets triple A (laughs) team,
0: it's almost like triple A versus triple A.
1: Although, as we were talking, the
0: Rockies actually putting out a decent lineup here against Stroh, so it's really more their pitching is triple A, which will go well for the Mets lineup.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested to see how Marquez does in this one because. Someone yes. in our Discord was like, "Well, do I start Marquez against the Mets?" I'm like, "If you can't start him yes. on the road against the Mets, cut him." Yeah, there's no reason for him to be on your team. That,
0: like, that's a that's a slam dunk decision maker for you. That if you don't feel comfortable enough to do it here, he gots to go um, because you know he's coming off of a gem against Arizona and a pretty decent one against Cincinnati, both on the or both at home. Excuse me. So he has 13 innings with four runs over his last two outings and 16 strikeouts. Still has the walks. Got three in each of those for Marquez. Uh, and then a gem at St. Louis before that. So we have three straight three straight good ones here for Marquez. You got to be developing some confidence. So hopefully they started him. Um, I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't even pitched. He but hasn't think,
1: given up any runs, though.
0: That's, that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. But yeah, I think you got to go for him. Um, or else you know that you need to go ahead and cut him. So we got tons of news and notes to go through, and then we're going to go through the starting pitchers that you're higher on. Some very unsurprising names, but then a few gems mixed in there as well that uh, we got to talk about. But let's start with these Mets and some news. This will shock you. Somebody returning from Tommy John struggled and now has to be shut down. Noah Syndergaard shut down six weeks uh, as he's working his way back, and it's – it's almost as if players returning from Tommy John are a massive, massive risk. And, uh, you know, this I'm, I'm not trying to sound all flipping or like like I'm dunking on Thor or anything. It's just this is why I don't want the hassle of returning TJ players, because I don't think the upside is that much. And there's so much downside. So he's shut down for the next six weeks. I mean, automatic cut, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think. I mean, chances are he may not even make it back until yeah. August, September, if at all. Uh, we we barely thought he should have been drafted. So when you when you tack on six
0: weeks to a nebulous timetable, that's that's an auto cut. So that's where we're at on that. I, I think we can move on quickly because. It, it's it's just a straightforward thing and then be careful with Severino and Sale, same sort of stuff could happen. It's just it's just a big risk. And like I said, I just don't think that the payoff is usually there. The only way I end up going for a TJ returner in his in the year of his return is if they're a free agent pickup. If someone gives up and then maybe I see like a decent spot start, but the inconsistency is just too much to deal with. So Thor down an extra six weeks, be careful with Sale and Severino. Uh, let's talk Marcelo Zuna. He hurt his fingies. His <laughs> fingies are broken. That's what it said in the injury report. That's the official thing. Mm-hmm. My, f- my fingies are hurted. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> he hurt his fingers. Big trouble there. Uh, going to cost him some time. doesn't sound like a severe injury until you see that it's going to take him out for oh, a while. Did you
1: see the slide in which he dislocated his oh, no, these- yeah, no. This from from the jump, you knew this that was not was trouble. Yeah, I mean, he dislocated. I think both his middle and ring finger. Ugh. Um, yeah, he, he I don't was, want to see it. That yeah, event, he was uh, immediately sent to back to Atlanta to have further testing. He's gonna be down six for weeks. yeah, down for a while. So, uh, which is a huge bummer, uh, especially yeah. because people drafted him super high uh, and got virtually nothing out of him and now yeah he, he's in
0: 213 288 356 the power was there we had seven homers so we had something to kind of latch on to of like okay
1: he should still come back it's like lowest iso since That's, 2015
0: yeah it was still a power uh, decrease but it wasn't a full-scale power outage so you, you know you were hoping to just wait out the 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 coming regression 244 babbitt uh, the, the strikeout walk rates were in line. It didn't look like he was going to have just this colossal bad year um, if if time was there. Now you're going to miss at least six weeks. This is bad. I have to ask, even with somebody like Ozuna, is he, is he potentially on the cutting block as these injuries pile up? It's not hard to envision a number of teams where he's their fourth, fifth, sixth injury, and even leagues with IL spots are Probably already filled with guys better than that. So, do you start to look as at Ozuna as a potential cut?
1: I don't think I'm cutting him, um, but I, I can understand, especially in your shallower leagues, if you if you're wrecked by injuries, that that being the decision you have to make. But
0: I, his upside's
1: just too great. Yeah.
0: No, I I understand that. I understand that. And, you know, we're still talking even if we go ahead and just go full eight weeks. We're talking around the trade deadline then that he would return. He could still give you,
1: you know, that that stretch run there of two plus months um, and and people would want that two months last year. I mean, hit 18 home runs, 338 batting average. You'd hate to give that to an opponent because he will be like instantly picked up by somebody else.
0: Well, yeah, because it's one of those situations kind of in reverse. You know how we say player needs to be rostered, but not necessarily by you. It's like player needs to be cut. And that doesn't mean that nobody else can get him. Like your team might facilitate that cut because you're in so much trouble with your injuries. But that doesn't mean that everyone's going to feel that way. And like you said, he'd probably get picked up. So I might be more inclined to try to trade where you can. What about NFBC? Are you still trying to bend over backwards to not cut him?
1: I'm trying to. I mean, that's going to be a
0: tougher situation.
1: You you, know, you you've got to have a better.
0: Yelich and Ozuna, Ozuna, you know, wouldn't you have to cut one of them? yellow is back. Oh yeah, yellow is back. That's right. That's right. You've um, got to have a better cut. Try, I'm trying to make this hard for you. Who's who's a who's another big big injury that's down right I mean, now? Springer. Okay, so Springer, Ozuna, and Buxton. Your outfield, you thought it was going to be so great. Now you missed three-fifths <laughs> of them. And so you just have those three injuries. Would you keep all three of them and just go with four reserves? Or would
1: you cut I, I probably would. I think you have to try. Yeah.
0: You have to try. And then you, you just finagle it as long as you can. And, you know, this goes back to something that we talk about a lot that you and I have been in, in the industry as as a whole. But I think, you know, we, we we bang the drum pretty hard for positional flexibility. And this is where it comes into play as well is when you are running light because of your health you want those tommy edmonds and max muncie's on your team to maneuver around so that maybe you can try to pull off surviving with with three catastrophic injuries and only four four bench spots in an nfbc situation so do your best to keep them. there's probably going to be some marcelo zuna cuts out there and i don't necessarily blame those folks but do your best because, like you said, you don't want to give away potentially double-digit homers to somebody, which he can definitely do in a two-month run to cap off the season. Um, all right. Next up is – oh, Zach Pusek. Still dumb. Um, <laughs> that's what it says. I just read what – I mean I wrote it, so yeah. I guess I'm reading my own writing, but I'm just reading what it says here uh, because what, what what is this story we're supposed to believe now? He he, Hulk Hogan his shirt off or something and – Broke his... What What happened, Justin?
1: So he apparently aggressively ripped his shirt off after his last start. It oh, got Kobe, caught but... on a chair. What? And he broke his thumb, pulling his hand away.
0: So this is one of those things that, uh, you know, if you're a gamer, you've definitely had it. But probably a, a universal thing at some point in your life. We overreact to something. And then either you break something like, uh, you know, the, the the ideal would be like a controller slam. Mm-hmm. Someone gets pissed, slams their controller, just realizes they, or your they TV. literally slammed Or your TV, yeah. They just slammed $65 on the ground or in case of a TV, a couple of hundred bucks that they broke. And you instantly snap out of whatever you were mad about and realize how aggressively stupid you are. In this case, he broke his own hand, uh, his own thumb, and realized... Which is going to wow, cost
1: him a lot more than
0: $65. Exactly. My overreaction here has, has cost me big time. And I say still dumb because last year, you know, he took a lot of flack for uh, after a big outing, you know, just flaunting COVID rules and costing him and Clevenger some time because uh, they went out got in trouble. So, you know, he he's not the, the, the sharpest... Reactor when it comes to things like this, and I, you know, I, I call him dumb as somebody who who can relate at times to overreacting and then realizing that the overreaction has now just made things exponentially worse than what or whatever you were reacting to was, and so now uh, you have to deal with the repercussions of that. So it's not going to require surgery, but what about act now? Put him on our on our fictional struggling health team here. Does he become a cut? In, um, in in different leagues, where either your IL has filled up if you have them, or the NFBC situations where you don't even get them, where is Plissack on the on the cut cutometer, if you will?
1: I think in ten and twelve team leagues, he's a cut
0: with relative ease. If you have yeah. again multiple injuries your ILs are filled, you've got Buxton and Springer, et cetera, et cetera. Then you start to uh, you cut please sack. Uh, let's go main event. Then fifteen teamer, you have you have two catastrophic injuries. So he's your third. You cutting him or you hanging?
1: I think I'm trying to hang, uh, but I mean, you know the question becomes. You know, we, we don't yet have a timetable as far as as far as we know. Right. Yeah. Um. So we, we don't know. Like he could be back in three weeks. He could be back. He might be out for eight weeks. So I'd like to try to wait as long as I can. Uh, but my biggest concern becomes, you know, his biggest asset in terms of fantasy is how deep he can go into a game. Mm-hmm. and let's say he's gonna miss let's like split the difference say he misses six weeks um if he when he comes back he's unable to go the seven eight innings we've been seeing him go in a lot of his starts yeah. this year like how much value does he actually have
0: yeah what if police Act's command is compromised by the finger to where he's like back enough to pitch or they just but-
1: want to limit
0: him also, yeah, yeah, you're saying just flat out, like, caution by, yeah. by Cleveland, and I'm mixing in potential residual, so either or both could be problematic.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, if that's and the then case, also, then you're talking about, you well, but then if, I mean, if it's the case, if they are going to limit him, that was a sweet double play. Um, it was. But uh, if they are going to limit him, like then you're talking about a guy for ten, the next 10 weeks that isn't going to be really valuable to your team. So in in that scenario, you're talking about a guy that isn't valuable until beginning of August. You've got to mm-hmm. cut someone like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now. Uh, and again, of course, it becomes, you know, who can you get off the wire is a big question too. just looking at my uh, main event real quick. Your boy is on the wire, Andrew Heaney. What? I know. I just, I just saw that.
1: I don't Uh, know why.
0: You cut Heaney for? I mean, this is a very unique circumstance. He's ninety-eight percent rostered, so yeah. I'm just bringing him up you know, in a specific situation.
1: Um, so you would obviously do that, right? Yeah, I mean, I would be super aggressive. We're going to talk about Heaney here in a yeah, We're going to
0: we're going to get into Heaney. What about some guys who are more likely to be available real quick, like a um, Tyler Anderson for Pittsburgh, who, you know, had been pitching well and his ERA has, has moved up, but he still has a 123 whip to go with the 473 ERA. Uh, would Tyler Anderson strike your fancy? I think so. Would either Keller, Brad, or Mitch? Draw uh, a Mitch would. Okay. Okay. And then uh, last one uh, Justice Sheffield or Justin Dunn, the two Seattle youngsters, would either of them draw any uh, appeal? Uh, Dunn is at a 340 ERA, 126 whip. Sheffield's at a 5 ERA, 153 whip. Um, and and Dunn also eighty eight percent man. Some guys got cut in my league that uh,
1: needed. It's their, like they really want rostered. you to win the overall.
0: Yeah, they're throwing some. They're throwing some uh, bones out there. Would um, would either Seattle guy appeal to you?
1: Um, Dunn is interesting. I mean, Sheffield's interesting too. The underlying stuff on Dunn can be very very scary uh, because I mean he is. Oh, my
0: God, it's
1: so close to his strikeout and walk rate. Yeah, I mean, he's got a 15% walk rate, and it has not come back to bite him yet. So, I mean, you look at, like, the indicators, and they're all a run and a half over his 340 ERA. But he is striking people out. Uh, The few times I have watched him pitch this year, I've actually been somewhat impressed by his stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would do that, though. Yeah, I—
0: I don't know, especially with him. Yeah, he's the better of the two by by results right now. But whew, there may be some comeuppance coming with that walk rate. So I hear you there. I'm going to bring up one other guy just because I I don't understand. And, you know, we didn't do the watch party yesterday because I got a little busy and uh, our, our game got uh, finagled around. But, frankly, I wish I would have because Carlos Martinez got taken out for John Gantt, And I want to watch John Gant because he threw another – scoreless outing and he doesn't make an ounce of sense. So it would have been fun to break him down. And it's actually encouraged me. I'm going to write about him um, either today or tomorrow for the site, because he has a 204 ERA, Justin, with a near one-to-one strikeout to walk. He has 32 strikeouts, 28 walks in his 39 and two thirds, a 156 ERA. So his ERA and whip are close, 156 whip disgusting would you cut would you cut police act for gain
1: i think i would
0: that's i mean like he's so i don't understand how he's having so much success um it was last year he had some success too out of the bullpen but there was skills behind it this year he's like i don't want to strike anybody out i want to walk everybody and i'd still like to have a, a 204 era can you can you facilitate that and the devil said sure let me just get that tasty little soul that you have. And that's what that's what happened, right? It had to have been a selling of his soul. Because this doesn't make any sense!
1: Yeah, the 157 whip on a 181 180 ERA. Uh, I mean, he's getting a ton of ground balls. Um, and he's a inducing a fair amount of weak contact. But there's very little in this profile that makes a ton of sense.
0: Correct.
1: Uh, I really—I mean, he's like—he's being the opposite of aggressive. He, he's his his first pitch strike rate is fifty-five percent.
0: So he's getting behind early Mm -hmm. saying, you know what? He's just not afraid. He's
1: like, listen, I'd rather walk you than let you. I mean, he's
0: taking that to the extreme. You know, we talk about guys like that that have purposeful walks. I think Trevor Rogers, if you really want to see that in action where um, he's absolutely not afraid to walk somebody, there's purpose behind that. But then Rogers comes back and strikes out the next two guys. Gant walks the next guy as well to load the bases and then gets like a weak grounder to somehow get out of it with a quadruple play. And he gets to carry over that fourth out to the next. That's all. I I haven't seen it. This is the only way I can figure that it's working though, is that he's pulling off like uh, double plays with two outs and the, and the second out gets to carry over something like that. Right. It has to be because this makes no
1: sense. He, He is allowed one home run. This year allowed zero home runs last year.
0: So there's something with deception and funkiness
1: here. I wish we had watched
0: this start. I I know, I know, and I regret that. And I was like, I just, I I, I was just too busy and I thought it'd be responsible to to punt. And now I'm like, I really wish we could have watched that because we could have had a bunch of eyes on it to at least somebody in there could have figured out what the heck's going on with John Gant. So uh, maybe we'll try to find his next start. Hopefully it's a, a day start again next week because we got to watch him. But anyway, I want to lump in uh, uh Corey Kluber here real quick as far, as far as we're doing our news, because he's also out for four weeks right now, shut down for four weeks. So that doesn't even mean that he's necessarily back. He's going to be out for two months with a subscapularis muscle strain. That's not great. Bob, um this sucks he was having a rebirth season and he's hurt again I imagine he's more of a cut than please sack for you though despite this production right because it's two months locked in
1: yeah I think so just because it's it's such a a long period of time already locked in it's it's a bummer because if the injury timetables were the same I'd probably take kluber
0: if, if they were dead the same um I think think i agree with you uh so all those same guys that we just talked about you 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 would go for for kluber uh to cut kluber any of them join the fray did the seattle guys become more appealing with the set timetable of kluber or are you still cautious on them and and you would wait for somebody else
1: Mm, yeah i think i'm cautious on them and wait for
0: someone else i think that makes makes sense I, i wouldn't jump at the first thing Um, that's the thing too. You don't have to cut pitcher for pitcher, especially if you have somebody on your reserve that you like, you can get a big hitter for, you know, Kluber or police sack too. I just do the pitching to pitching because it, it marries easier of saying like, I'm replacing him with this guy. One guy I didn't bring up who is on wires, you know, he's a 70% roster, 77% rostered. So he's going to pop up on a handful. Martin Perez, um, you know, he's been, on and off. He's been fine. He's been himself this year, which means you're gonna get a handful of good starts, you know, and, and then you're gonna get your duds mixed in. But right now he's got the three fifty five ERA with a one thirty-one whip. Whip is always gonna be high, which means the ERA when it's sub four, you should feel like it's probably gonna get back into the low to mid fours. But would Martin Perez uh draw any interest from you with regards to cutting Kluber or Pleaseak for him? <clears throat>
1: Um, that's a tough one. I, I I'd
0: probably have to look at the matchups to be honest. If yeah, I, I, I think because I mean,
1: you. you know, you've got a good chance of winning the game because Boston's yeah, offense, offense is so good. Yeah, he's doing a lot of really interesting stuff. It, I mean, he gets
0: he gets Miami tomorrow, which obviously doesn't do anything for us in NFBC. You can't pick him up till mm-hmm. till Sunday anyway. So, but a, a daily league, you could get him tomorrow for Miami, which i'd be interested in but then he has a trip to houston the following week which i want want nothing to do with yeah Yeah. i don't want a single ounce in fact if you have boston pitchers sit those fools including a boy uh, one of your boys that we're going to talk about garrett richards at houston at new york is their is their road trip next week that sounds fun yeah that's that's going to be painful who's got the two start in that richards does and pavetta they they have a full <laughs> oh, week a- two guys that are like you know they're those cusp guys yeah,
1: both on my main event team <laughs> and i
0: oh you know i talk about that whole if you can't start them in two you probably shouldn't have them this would be one of those exceptions though where i don't think i would start either but i'm not cutting them either and that's you know that's why i try to be clear that it's not a definitive 100 percent rule it's 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 you know, kind of a litmus test that you should run a guy through that. If you can't start him in a two start, you probably shouldn't roster them. But then you look at somebody like Richards and Pavetta who have been pitching pretty well. Um, but they get this devastating two start on the road, just no, no light at the end of the tunnel. I bench them and I don't, I don't cut either. Are you gonna, I mean, can you afford to bench both guys in your main?
1: That's what I'm trying to just dis- I'm actually I just brought up like the schedule for my team next week and I'm like I don't know that I can. I'm gonna, I, th- I think I'm going to roll out Pavetta. Um oh, I don't have Richards in that one, but it would either be it would There's e- a
0: league where you have both, right? There's definitely a league where you have yeah, both. Yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, I what mean do you pick? I think if you're deciding between like my options are like Pavetta or Mitch Keller. You just you just uh, gave start.
0: him a little. You just gave him a little love. Oh, let me tell you who his start is against, real quick, for comparison's sake. He's Pavetta, either got Kansas or, uh, City or Keller. Miami. He's got Kansas City, so either way, it's a good start. Yeah, I think I would go Keller, and I'm not even as high on him as you are, but I think that's just such a scary to even with a a, a yankees team that isn't full on yankees um it's still in yankee stadium and it's coming off the Houston outing like if 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 a trip to new york has to be your salvaging outing because you got ripped for five or six in Houston i don't want the prospects of that so again there are people that probably have both like you and I think you can go one and one, but I don't think, oh, man, both would be really tough to start. You know there's like an AL only team out there that has both and they've been running hot because things are going well. And they're going to be like, oh, no, you can't sit them in an AL only because I think who it, are you going to put in?
1: It's going to come down to like your team contract, too, because like, yeah. you know, for instance, like one of my main event teams has an ERA of 2795 and a whip of 0.993. Okay. So, like, I that. can risk it there to get those strikeouts. For sure. My other one, you know, it's a little bit different where, like, I still got a pretty good ERA and whip, but, like, everybody has a good, like, a 3 5 3 ERA in my other main is, like, middle of the pack.
0: Wow. That's where pitching is right now. Yeah. We talk about, we've been talking a bit about how, Um, You know, batting averages are lower. So don't freak out on a bad batting average uh, or what we used to perceive as a bad batting average. This goes the other way and says not every ERA, ERA is no longer created equal to don't look at a mid threes and say, oh, he's a god automatically. So that's a good that's a good point. So yeah, team construction is going to play there. Uh, that was just a little tangent on, on, on those guys. Cause I brought up Martin Perez. And then I saw their devastating week next week. Let's get back into the injuries here. Uh, Trent Grisham is going to go down for a little bit. It doesn't look like it's going to be too long. That's what they're saying at least, but we're starting to develop a little bit of a history here with, uh, with Grisham and his health. This is a left foot contusion. Um, should, You know, they're optimistic, but his foot didn't progress as quickly as hoped. So he's going to be out and going to be on the IL for a little bit. How do you feel about Grisham uh, overall here? That's the main reason I want to bring him up, because the injuries starting to pile up a bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit concerning uh, for sure, especially because it just seems to be these little nagging things that uh, continue to just reoccur. Um, I mean, when he's in the lineup, he's really, really good. So That's the
0: thing. It hasn't touched his production. He's still an absolute G with six homers, seven steals, 301 average, 898 OPS. So you're obviously like, there's nothing actionable here. It's more of like a status check on, on Grisham than anything else.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, for those of you who uh, love to hear me talk about me and my wife, uh, she's got Grisham she has machado she has uh matt duffy just went on the il as well luke Voigt just went on the il i am I, going to win by a battle of attrition here
0: <laughs> you're 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 bragging again
1: my team's even more injured than her
0: because <laughs> so. yeah, i remember the the utter hubris that you had coming out of the draft and then it quickly turned at the beginning of the season of like oh I am going to get dominated by her. And now you're back to, you're going to win by attrition. That that sucks, man, because I know both y'all are just getting pummeled by injuries. And that's, that's not the, that's not the fun way to win at all. Um, But yeah, Grisham going down for a little bit. Hopefully it is a shorter term thing. The thing of it is, he's just so good that uh, you still have to have him as a very highly rated outfielder. Um, Have you finished your, your outfield rankings yet?
1: I have not. It's my last ranking to do.
0: Same. And I'm I'm I'll be tackling those today after this pod, in fact. And uh I, I'm still gonna have Grisham remarkably high. I don't know exactly where yet. To give an idea, I had him thirty fifth coming into the season. He's actually gonna move up on on that. Um some of it will be the attrition, but I think he's gonna be top thirty. He's so good. Like even with the health, I mean, how can I
1: yeah, I, I had wait. him twentieth coming into the season. Um, he is definitely going to be dropping for me.
0: How much though? Because there's going to be a lot of attrition just above him. I mean, you got uh, but there's going to be a, a lot of IL. breakouts you got, wow. going
1: above him.
0: You're not putting a Dolis Garcia above him or anything, though. You got no,
1: Robert no. Azuna. They're Nick Solak. Smoke. Our
0: boy, our boy. So you're putting Solak above him? I think I might. I think it's Solak in his range, uh, but I think Grisham has proven it a bit more, especially with the
1: speed. Yeah, but Solak's on the field.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. I really, mean, how concerned are you about this this foot? It's not
1: the foot necessarily. Um, it's more a matter like everything. of... everything. Yeah, it's the combination of all these injuries that continue to reoccur. You know, we okay. talk about it with pitchers, right? A guy has a a tricep issue well but that's now going to affect you know this or that you know and you got to wonder if like he just needs some time to truly get healthy and time is money
0: no I, i totally understand that time is time is volume and fantasy and that is very important being on the field is such an amazing skill you know we talk about health being a skill doesn't mean that everyone who gets hurt is, is is flawed in some way, but when you can stay on the field, that I mean that's just such a massive, massive thing to be able to to do to to get that volume. So I hear you there, and, and I am gonna have Solak higher for sure. We were I'm both... probably
1: not gonna have Solak up above him now that I'm looking at it. I didn't yeah, realize that, he wasn't running. That
0: that's that's what I'm saying. That's the edge that Grisham has. But but I do think Solak is moving up for us because we both liked him. And uh I think there's definitely going to you know, there, there's definitely some backing into what we liked about him uh, being shown in his hitting at the very least. Now we just need to get him running. Speaking of running, another tangent here. This is a tangent field Thursday. Um, I imagine you have a cell number. So can you tell said Mullins that, like, he's supposed to be su- successful when he does it? He's six for 10 now. That's right. I'm being I'm being picky on one of the biggest breakouts of the year with his six homers, his two ninety seven average, both of which were completely unexpected because he's only six for ten on the bases. That's right. That's right, I'm complaining.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's gonna show up in his uh trench coat and take care <laughs> of this for me.
0: Omar style. Oh man. Oh, if I start hearing farmer in the Dell I'm out, dude. I'm 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 hustling. I, I gotta get out of there.
1: We we gotta have uh, him on the pod and ask him if he can whistle. Oh my god. We should have him on the pod just because he's so
0: good at baseball.
1: Oh, it's amazing. Um, all
0: right, moving on. Wilson uh, Ramones is what I put on the sheet, but Wilson Ramos is back to the IL and man, what started as such a promising season, I remember being so bummed too because he was one of my primary targets. It was it was the Wilsons. Uh, Wilson Ramos and Wilson Contreras and Omar Narvaez were like my big primary catching targets. And I wasn't able to get uh, Wilson Ramos or Narvaez at NFB, at the NFBC main. And I was bummed because, you know, it's the main event. It's my primary team. I want that. So I was like, you know what? I'll go with a recommendation that my, one of my trusted best friends has had. And I'll roster Buster Posey. So I got to say, if I do somehow well. – win the main event, I think, I think I owe you a little shred of it because it was based on your reco and, and your, uh, your, your bet of a rebirth that I said, you know what, I'll go for Posey here. And I went, I went young and old. I went Posey and Kirk and obviously Kirk got hurt, but he was, he was doing his thing before he got hurt. But anyway, Ramos now, um, after that very fast start with the six homers has mm-hmm. fallen on hard times, both at the dish and now, off the field because he can't stay healthy he's hit the injured list and he's down to a 630 OPS I think Ramos one of the fastest starters of the season is now a cut at catcher you can't hold a third catcher that has a sub 650 OPS right no you got to drop him I mean that's easy drop
1: yeah he he was on one of my main event teams uh I was really stoked at his start and yeah now he's going to be dropped here uh the next fat pickup so I'll have to go and see who's available on the waiver wire, but
0: it'll be nobody good. I promise you that already, but let me ask you if his replacement has any interest to you. Eric Haas, a 28 year old uh, journeyman who's off to a little bit of a, little bit of a fast started. I doubt there's a whole lot to it. 263, 282, 474. That second number being his OBP and being 282 is pretty ugly, but he does have a 109 OPS plus again. I think it's just a fast start more than anything else but you're not going to have many options in a 15-teamer. Would you go for somebody like Haas, who's at 70% roster rate and has the playing time, or when you're going for a catcher, do you go maybe for somebody who plays less but has better performance, like an Austin Barnes, who is a clear backup but pretty decent when he plays, Uh, like a Victor Caratini, who's now a full backup with, with Austin Nola back. How do you play that? in this case, in a 15-team or two-catcher league when the replacements are going to be
1: pretty crummy. It depends on what your team's doing. So go look at your... I mean, we're starting to see the standings uh, begin to stabilize a little bit. There'll still be quite a bit of movement, but there's definitely, uh, you know, you're starting to see at least where you're behind. If you're hurting in batting average... Yeah, if I'm hurting in batting average, I'm not going to be rostering Haas. I'll, I'll go with a guy like Barnes. But if my batting average is good and I need some pop, he's got a lot of pop. You go look at his scouting report uh, from Eric over on Fangraphs. Seventy grade raw power. Ooh, okay. And I mean, you look at some of the minor league numbers that he's put together. 28 home runs oh, wow. in four hundred plate appearances in AAA in twenty nineteen. Got uh, three
0: twenty homer seasons.
1: Yeah. So I mean, he the the pop is legit. Okay. Uh, the batting average is not going to be he he may hit like 220 or even yeah. worse than that uh, yeah. but that being said like you know for a power hitting catcher a 77 percent zone contact percentage is pretty good well you know what else i like
0: too is his off days are spent in the field at least recently he has three outfield uh, appearances 25 innings out there so when jake rogers who is probably the better defensive player when he gets back there. Haas can still be playing. And you, you, you know, I like nothing more than a non catching catcher, which is why the whole IKF thing. I was a fraud for hating him in the first place because, you know, that's one of my favorite things. And then you guys brought up the, uh, the IKF thing on, on in this league. And I was like, No, I don't like him. And so I decided to play into the meme, even though I love non-catching catchers. So yeah, Haas has a little extra appeal there. I think that's a great call out, exactly the way you laid it out. Let your team kind of dictate where you're at. Um, And then that power, I did not realize that from Haas. And, uh, yeah, I think he actually becomes pretty interesting replacement for those teams that aren't in desperate need of batting average because I agree with you. He is going to uh, – it's going to be low. It's going to be low for sure. So, all right, that's Wilson Ramos. Man, this one bums me out. Harrison Bader is going to hit the I.L. Um, I, again, I, I wrote this, but I'm just going to read what I wrote. He has an ouchie on his ribs. Technical term. I got technical. I got medical. I'm sorry. I got medical. I wasn't going to go with all the medical jargon. But yeah, ouchie on his ribs. Devastating. Um, he'd actually been off to a pretty nice start with some power. Now, how believable was that power? I don't know. And I just realized how small his sample was That that a bad week – where he's literally been two for twenty-three. Has completely erased that strong beginning. He went from an eight ninety-one OPS to a seven twelve. I mean, that's just the vagaries of a small sample, though. Um, but yeah, he had had four homers and three steals in his first twenty-two games. Actually, in his first uh, seventeen games. But then, you know, he tacked on the 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 dud games here. Bader's a cut pretty easily, I think, uh, in most formats right now because his numbers aren't very good but when he comes back do you have any interest in this little power surge or was it just that a little a little a little blip
1: oh uh, i don't necessarily think it's a little blip um but i do think that he i mean he's not a power bat like he's not a guy who's going to like crush the ball uh, and if you look like, yeah but look I'll, it, I'll take double digits right yeah i mean i think he could be a f- 15 15 guy in a full season. Okay. Uh, uh and that's I mean because the Cardinals are so beat up in the outfield right now, uh he's going to play once he's back and I don't cuz well, think... his
0: defense is extraordinary too. Now, Mike Shield hopeful that he won't be out much longer than yeah. the 10 days. That doesn't necessarily mean anything where you know, I'm hopeful that uh, you know Byron Buxton comes back tomorrow. Doesn't mean he's done. Yeah, to. that's
1: that's not happening. Did you hear that Byron Buxton is having a problem in his uh recovery because he is unable to decelerate. What? Yeah. That that is that is what's is holding up his rehab right now is that uh the injury He's too fast. Yeah, he he can't slow down,
0: his which is you
1: know, a, a problem I've had my entire life.
0: Same, dude. I'm yeah. just way too quick. But, Justin, your bedroom habits should not be discussed here.
1: Oh, the... I thought that's what this was for.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. That's a different episode. That's that's for the Patreon. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, Patreon. yes.
1: That's a that's the sixty-nine dollar tier. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, so yeah, Bader. You know, like you said, shown a little power there. I agree with you that it's not just a complete blip. Uh, but I don't know that he's going to be like some twenty-five guy either. I do think high teens. And then if they turn him loose, I think he could feasibly be like a fifteen twenty-five guy, but they'd have to give him kind of that green light on the bases a little bit more, which we haven't necessarily seen. And to his point or to his part, he'd have to make sure that that OBP is staying well above 300, which he's got some three thirties on his ledger, but he is at three Oh one so far this year. So just keep an eye on Bader. He'll probably get cut. I said an automatic cut, not necessarily because if he does beat the, uh, if he is just the 10 days then you don't necessarily need to cut him yet. So don't rush out to cut him. See where you're at. Um, If you're in one of those pinch situations, sure. But I think there are some situations where you want to hold Bader because power speed guys, especially in the outfield, it's been so difficult to replace outfielders this year. Take your time with him if you can afford it. Um, Don't insta-cut Bader. Jazz Chisholm sprained an ankle. And I'll tell you what, I don't have Jazz Chisholm in any league. And yet I'm super bummed just because I love watching him play and i hope that there's nothing big here he's going to avoid the il for now it's supposed to be day to day he was running just... in the
1: outfield this morning okay okay
0: that's good so we're probably not going to have too much here then with this with this injury i i he's so fun to watch man the 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 young players taking over the game have been so fun this game isn't such good hands from a player standpoint i just wish it was from a management standpoint (laughs) from like the mlb front office yeah because that's the part that i worry about but as far as young interesting talent it's overflowing and jazz chisholm's just another one and i know when zach Gallen was popping off for the uh d-backs it was all like oh they fleeced them it's like hello they got a premium bat here can we give jazz chisholm an opportunity to do something and now people are seeing it for the win-win deal that it was um when when they made it, it was a straight up one for one, Jazz Chisholm for Zach Gallen, and uh, I think both teams are going to end up being happy. Last one here. This one's just for you, okay? Because this is probably not massively impactful across the fantasy landscape, but I put him on specifically because I know how much you love Bradley Zimmer, and he's coming up, and I want to know if you have any of that hope left. I know that uh, sometimes, you know, I can't quit a guy that uh, even though I've I've definitely quit him in terms of drafting him or anything the second he comes back around like this, I'm like, ah, you know, like if Jarrell Cotton got called up, I know, you know, and I would probably text like our boy came back. up. (laughs) So I'm wondering if you had any, any of that little spark with Bradley Zimmer and if you have any interest in, uh, in possibly rostering him or at least putting him on your watch list.
1: Oh, I mean, AL only. Yeah. I don't know that like, is he actually even going to play?
0: I mean, who have they got? Outfield I, seems to be always there. They're open.
1: I mean, spot. are they gonna? I mean, I guess they could. Move. Harold
0: Ramirez is starting in in the outfield right now.
1: I, I actually but Ramirez like has Ramirez. been good. Yeah, and
0: I I, I like him legitimately. I absolutely. And
1: Naylor's do. been good too. I mean, they could move Naylor back to first. Um, or I mean, they could DH Zimmer because they they don't have Franmil. Or, or or DH oh, someone. Yeah, that's right. They could DH that's Naylor right. and. And, yeah. And put Zimmer out in the outfield, improve their outfield defense. I mean, we know he has power, we know he has speed, and we know he has strikeouts. Like those are the like he just doesn't make enough contact uh to unlock the power. But he walks too. Like it's mm. Like I still think there's talent here, and I know he's he's 28, but he's still only 28. <laughs> I know. I've been talking right? about it, it since like 2015.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch list him. I'm legitimately in my NFBC league. I just put you know they have that little eye next to a name. I just put him on the watch list. Like I'm not, and I might write him up for my actual watch list piece here uh, either this week or next because you know power speed. It's eh, I'm gonna keep an eye. I want to see.
1: Little- let's see how many starts he gets between now and Sunday, and, and that'll you know, be coming up. He
0: was a defensive stud,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that could also help. Now I don't know how much the injuries have robbed him of his defense. Uh, you don't hold your defense forever. In fact, you know it ages down, even for the best of them. But then you throw in just a bevy of injuries, and it may have it may have hurt him there. But I do think there's opportunity. Um, He had had a homer and four steals in six attempts. I like the six tries on the bases in 18 games, not only from just a, you know, raw fantasy stolen base standpoint, but when you're running six times in 18 games, that tells me that you're feeling pretty good. So I'll tell you what, you know, still striking out too much, 35% in triple a, but your boy Bradley Zimmer might end up playing himself into some viability. I think it would probably max at fifteen teamers, but once power speed is in the mix, you never know. So just put him just put him on the watch list. That's all I'm saying. That was a little little treat for you with Bradley Zimmer. <laughs> are so there are
1: see. there is there a pair of brothers in Major League Baseball that have been more disappointing? No. Than no. well, Kyle and Bradley Zimmer.
0: Uh, more can we say more unlucky? Disappointing puts it on them a little more than I think it should, because it's really been it their hell
1: Yeah, it, it has been their health But And they've
0: been devastatingly unlucky. Kyle Zimmer, if you guys don't know, is indeed Brad's brother and uh, you know, has dealt with just as many, if not more, health issues. In fact, uh Kyle's go back to his college days whereas i'm not sure if bradley was necessarily hurt so much uh i believe they both went to san francisco
1: Did Jose peraza just take just man marquez deep just went yard yep. in new york yep yep uh, i mean I it mean, wasn't an awful pitch but
0: it was it was pretty bad it was it was pretty hittable there he dropped the bat head on it yeah. as the uh, as the phrase goes it was definitely one where you just get the bat out there in time and it can do a lot of uh uh, he, he supplied a lot of it. Uh, Marquez did by putting it in that zone. It's, just, so it's Jose got... Peraza. No, I know. I'm with you. But by the way, it's perfect that he did that. He of all people did that because Jose Peraza might be creeping on the fantasy radar because again, power speed. He's not a huge power guy, but he can mix in a few homers with his speed, and that alone can draw some interest. Now, I'm not saying go pick up Jose Peraza because he hasn't hit well right, since. Not no. no. Dang it. You did in your 10-teamer My it. first
1: waiver priority, yep. <laughs>
0: I cut then, dude. I yep. couldn't hang on any longer. Uh, yeah, we're many years removed from that one good year from Peraza where he had 14 homers and 23 steals with a 288 average. But again, when you can do both, it can bring you into the fantasy mix quickly. He has the most talk-
1: consistent walk rate ever. He has had four straight seasons of a 4.2% walk rate. He, he he finds out every time
0: he walks. Okay, what's He's the me Chris at?
1: Davis of not walking.
0: <laughs> the uh, the first base coach tells him, okay, that's you're at three point eight percent. Okay, I got to draw one more walk in my next six plate appearances, and I'll perfectly be at four point two, and then I'm not walking ever again until eighty plate appearances from now. Yeah, he doesn't like walking much. Um, all right, that's gonna wrap it up on the news. Now back into the pitching rankings, where you're the higher guy and. We're not, we didn't even put him at the top just for like a meme. This is literally, of course, who you're higher on by the most points. It is indeed Cal Gibson. Now you mentioned that you'd have to change that. The discrepancy, the 36 point discrepancy that we have right now will shrink because he got hurt. And uh, so you're going to lower him a bit, but he's been 26th on the Rasball Ball Player Raider. The injury does undercut a lot of this discussion right now. But, uh, I'll let you I'll let you go off on on Kyle Gibson and how well he's been pitching prior to the groin strain and what you expect when he comes back from said groin strain. So go ahead, yeah, talk I to mean, us about your guy.
1: He's been super, super impressive. Uh, and I mean, getting a ton of ground balls. Uh, but uh, you know, and the strikeouts aren't aren't anything <laughs> to, you know, write home out about. but, He's sacrificing a little bit of that strikeout upside to make sure the ball stays on the ground, doesn't leave the park. I think it helps a lot that he is, one, pitching with this and ball, but also pitching at home in Texas. Uh, and, I mean, those numbers that, you know, <laughs> we're seeing are even better if you take out that first start of the year. Because, he remember, oh, yeah, he, that's he, right. got, he got destroyed by the Orioles on opening day.
0: How many people cut him there?
1: Ton, a lot like, of people like cut a,
0: a ton. If he can't handle Baltimore, I don't want this freaking Justin dude made me take this loser and mm-hmm. gets beat by Baltimore. I'm cutting him. What's his ERA if you lop that start off?
1: One point five.
0: Oh no, dude. Yeah. Tweet us if you cut him because listen, I, I cut him.
1: I cut him in a leak.
0: I wouldn't blame. You. Oh, it was KC. It wasn't Baltimore. Oh, but sorry, same sorry. Diff. Yeah, yeah. Same diff. Same diff. Like you, you, you're you're cutting him after that. You're thinking this guy was a late round pick. He's a bum. 150 ERA in 60 innings since then. You said you cut him too? Yeah, I, I
1: I cut him in a league. Um I don't I don't blame you. Like uh, you know I've picked you, him back up since then, but and you've
0: got you've gotten only goodness because he's only allowed mm-hmm. uh zero one zero one one three one two one. Those are his earned runs in the game since with with a bevy of uh you know, quality opponents. Toronto's in there. Tampa Bay is in there. Um, Houston twice, Boston, Houston, a pair of times. Your giants are no pushover. The twins are not the full strength. You know, they're not the the strongest twins, but they're still not easy to go eight innings against the way he did. So Gibson was taking on all comers and, and dominating. So what do we do here with this groin injury? Then we try to wait this out because he's been so good.
1: I, I think you have to try. I mean, I would rather hold on to him than probably police sack at this point. I was, I'm going to say either of the two guys, police yeah. sack. I, I guess if you said police sack, that meant Kluber too, because you already said. And I mean, they've already said that it doesn't sound like a serious injury. That correct. Hopefully, he'll be back after a minimum stay. Uh, he's going super deep into games. You know, he's since that start at the beginning of the season, he's gone at least six innings in every single one of his starts, and you throw in some uh, wow. seven inning starts, eight inning starts. He has only walked uh, more than two guys once since that first start.
0: That's fantastic.
1: And That's he, fantastic. he only has two games in which he's given up a home run.
0: Yeah, Kyle Gibson has been excellent. And, you know, you mentioned this K-rate is not going to jump off the page, but we go back to what we talked about with Plesak and and guys of that vein where they can volume their way to it and so that their raw total is a lot more capable than you would think. And so, you know... Don't always judge by rate. Take a look at, at raw strikeouts, and I bet he checks out pretty decently relative to uh to that rate. He has forty eight strikeouts, and that puts him that puts him around um well he's got more than Luis Castillo. He's around uh Garrett Richards, Nathan Ivaldi, uh, Anthony Desclofani. So, which, you know
1: Which is right around where I have him ranked. I've got him yeah, ranked right and, in front of Garrett Richards and Desgofani he he probably should move down but it's only going to be a few spots so like i've got him at, at 59 i'm actually up.
0: even with the injury uh it's not going to be that bad and i think uh what do i have 95 or 85 uh where 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 Kyle come here oh yeah 95 95 is too low even with the injury i'm going to uh i'm going to bump him here so i think i think uh 70 i think 70 i'm
1: actually just gonna leave him at 59 i frankly i don't blame you because like i said
0: all the reports say that this injury is not going to be too bad so ride it out that's your boy i I don't blame you and if if we get you know another week or two in and it's looking like it's worse or there's been a setback you can adjust there or if he's not the
1: same when he comes back like i mean this yeah also that the beauty of a guy like kyle gibson is you know if things start to turn for the worse you go all right well Thanks for all the work you did for the team. Go back to landscaping.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Don't push it too far to where you wind up right back at square one and you end up with a five ERA from him because you you ate four bad starts. Like uh, Nick Pollock calls it the Vargas rule because uh, of that year that Jason Vargas had like the entire first half where he was just excellent to where you have to give it. You don't cut it at the first. I think they call it a Vargas rule. Plus, if you don't cut him after the first bad start, but if he has two duds, I think you move on from Kyle Gibson when he comes back. So you know you don't don't hold forever and just be like, I'm gonna go down with the ship and wait till he has a six ERA and then whatever. No, make sure you, you you're hanging on, uh, but be smart about it. So yeah, hold on here, see what happens, Kyle Gibson when he comes back. I wonder if he's going to cut my grass, though, because it's been raining a lot here.
1: No, he, and... he closed up shop, remember?
0: I know, but can he come out of retirement for one? Because Char is, like, buried in the grass right now.
1: Mm-hmm. It really is too tall for
0: <laughs> Maybe Herman Marquez could it.
1: pick up a side business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? He, he'd be good at that. Um, but, yeah, it's been raining so much. I haven't had time to cut it, and Shar out there will look at me like, Hey, you ever going to cut this, idiot? Uh, I'm not very tall. I don't appreciate this. And uh, I say, you know what? I'm too busy playing. I'm going to be in the show. Uh, Matthew Boyd is next. I consider myself a a bit of a Boyd boy, but maybe not enough. I got him 67. You got him 44. He's 61st on the player raider. So um, I'm curious why you got him so high.
1: Because he's doing all the things he needs to do to stay successful. What I'm really curious about, um, because that's too vague of a question, is – do you
0: see the strikeouts coming back? Because that would make your uh, your ranking a lot more palatable because, um, you know, he's been pitching well like this already, but still hasn't, you know, it still has only been 61st. But that's because the ratios have been excellent. The strikeout rate hasn't quite been there. Do you foresee him working these strikeouts back as he kind of figures everything out? Because I think he's traded the strikeouts for the homers, which I like because the ERA has been good can he get the strikeouts back in without getting the homers? Or do you think it's a, a, a pure trade off here?
1: He started to do that the last few outings. So, I mean, it's, it's not like a huge jump or anything, but, uh, he's got, he's been over a strikeout an inning over his last three starts. Uh, now the, the results on those starts haven't been quite as good. He's walked a few, uh, too but, many on guys, one homer. but only one home and that's the big thing. So like, I think he will start to incorporate, uh, or start to get a few more strikeouts. Uh, You know, he still gets a lot of swings outside of the zone. I just, I love the fact that he's not giving up home runs. And I think that is in part due to the ball. Like I think he, I think he's one of the big beneficiaries of the ball. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, uh, what last year gave up 15 home runs and he's only given up two so far this year. And we're talking about almost the exact same amount of innings.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's been, fan, Boyd's been fantastic, and there's a clear change when you watch him. Um, if you ever watched him before this year, compared to this year, you can definitely see it. And frankly, you know, I don't need all the strikeouts back if this performance is going to stick, not only from a fantasy standpoint, but just as a Tigers fan, because uh, I've been enjoying watching him pitch. And, you know, they put out a, a pretty decent guy there on, on most days, and, Kind of is surprising that they were so bad there for a while. It was their hitting that was just decimating them because they got Boyd, Mize, uh, Turnbull that you can kind of rely on. Urania has been fine for like a four or five type, and then Scubo's starting to turn it around. So you know, if Scubo turns it all the way around, they got they got a capable major leaguer each of the five days in their rotation, and uh, if the offense can do anything, then they're you know a non awful team and they start to start to put some things together. I don't really want them to like surge and, you know, be in the middle of the pack of the league. I still want one more good pick for the tigers, but when they were, you know, I don't know, six and 30 or whatever the hell they started. It wasn't that, but you know, they were so bad and I felt like I could get out there and get five strikeouts against them. That was not fun. I was like, okay, I I didn't have expectations for this team, but I thought better than nine and 24, which they legitimately actually were. Uh, They have turned it around since they're now 18 and 30, uh, but they're in another four game losing streak. So anyway, Boyd, I'm with you for the most part here. I'm a, I'm a little bit lower than you, but I also I don't feel like we have a a fundamental difference in how we view them. You're just more gung ho on uh, him getting his strikeouts back and and really really liking him. But I think 66 is a fair ranking uh, where I have him too. So we like Matthew Boyd here. We are we are indeed Boyd boys. Ryan Yarbrough, you got him at 47. Doesn't matter where I have him. You have him in top 50. I need to talk about that because I just don't know that he can be a top 50 guy. Um, He has been 109th so far this year. So talk to me.
1: Yeah, I probably need to drop him down a little bit.
0: I think he's reliably consistent for what he is. I just don't think it's quite as good as you have him. But for the record, I have him at 70. So again, I don't hate him. I still have him higher than he's been on the player radar. But, you know, they they were showing this during his start the other day. I watched the Toronto start. They were showing his record. Um, They were focused win-loss, which obviously I don't care about so much. But they also included his ratios. Uh, But they were showing him. With the opener and without. And it's like, just give him
1: the opener. Yeah. And I mean, this is something. Like, why Jason, did they ever go
0: away from that, dude?
1: Yeah. This is something Jason said about two or three weeks ago. It's like, he's just a different pitcher when he's got an opener. They just, they could, mean to be. Because
0: obviously it makes your wins better, right? We know that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even concerned about that. His performance was markedly better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially when back. you've got a hard throwing righty opening up for him.
0: Patino. It's so perfect, yeah.
1: dude. It's so. so
0: perfect to just put Patino there because they're not starting Patino. And, and like, you know, I wonder if Yarbrough's ever like, yeah, can you give me that back? I, I, I like that. Oh, Patino's on the IL right now. Pardon yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they is. got hard throwing righties for days, dude. Like they can find somebody. Hell, you know, well, never mind. He's actually been treated more like a full starter. I was going to say McClanahan, but now they're actually giving him some real, some real starts. He goes five innings, four or five innings pretty regularly. So, um, but yeah, they. I, I think they got to get back to that. I just think uh, top fifty is a little too high. My seventy might be a little too high, given that. Um, yeah, his ERA is twenty-seven right now, and he doesn't strike enough guys out. I mean, his
1: ever. ER. He, if you look over the last month, he has been better. That being said, he's given up three home runs in each of his last two starts, which is Oof, super. Lost, but still, but he hasn't been walking guys. He's got four walks over his last four starts. So he's getting back down to kind of being the guy he, he is who volumes his way, you know, to some goodness because he doesn't walk anybody. Uh, that being said, yeah, this is this ranks too high. I'm, I'm looking at it right now and I'm I'm going to drop him down into uh, the 60s.
0: Okay, then we're going to be in pretty much in lockstep at that point.
1: I got him seven. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm dropping him to sixty-four. Oh. I had I had to say it, I'm a child.
0: I can't help it. Um, all right, yeah. So I think I think uh, I think we found some found some common ground there with Yarbrough. Please, please just give him his opener back. He wants it. We want it. Not just from fantasy standpoint, but uh, you know, get him those dubs so he gets paid in arbitration too. That's probably why they're doing they're like, You know what? You were collecting too many wins and we know arbitration is <laughs> it may actually
1: be the reason.
0: Yeah, they're like, you know, we can't have you with a freaking 11 and two record because then you can use that against us because arbitration is so dumb. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes with the R bro. Very useful pitcher for sure. Just, uh, make sure your K's are in order because if you have a couple other low K guys, he becomes difficult to roster with them because then you're just really falling behind. All right. Garrett Richards time. I know we kind of got to him a little bit there when we were talking about the, the two start coming up, but you have an 80 or you have 60, I'm 80. So we have a 20-point split, but we've been Garrett Richards fans since like his high school days. Uh, we, we've been obsessed with him for a while. So you know I'm not out on him. We just happen to have a split here because you're a bit more aggressive uh, with your ranking. But well, where, where do we stand right now with with Garrett Richards in what he's doing? Because I don't even think 60 is like egregious, but we do have a 20-point split. It might just be glob.
1: It uh, is, I a, think. A glob I think it's, there. I think it is globby. Uh, I mean. Okay,
0: so let's talk about him more as how we feel about him, as opposed to our our ranking split. Then, so what what are you seeing here? Because the WHIP is still high. Can he get that down? It has been the walks that's driving it up right now, mostly.
1: Yeah, I think the WHIP might be what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, the the he, his command has been a little shaky over the last his control and command have been a little shaky over the last two starts, uh, and that's kind of helped drive it up a little bit when he when his mechanics are clean and his command is on point, he is one of those guys that can just dominate any team in baseball. And we've seen that this season. Uh, you know, we've seen him go out there uh, and you know and just be electric. and we've also seen him not be able to find the zone. Uh, and so it's I, I think the sum total of things, as long as he stays healthy, will be kind of right where it is which you know is a 383 era uh just kind of south of a strikeout and inning uh and like a 130 something win um mm-hmm. and but that has a lot of value for a guy who uh has you know put up a decent amount of volume on a good team that's gonna support him with runs See,
0: that part helps too so even if it takes a little bit even if the, uh, the the whip stays high and there's a little problem there, you feel like you can still snake some Ws even with a little bit of a compromised uh, ratio set there, right, from Garrett Richards because that offense is so freaking good.
1: Yeah, it is. And, I mean, he's he's gone at least five innings in every start except for two, and that's the opening day start where he got shelled Oh, that's who got shelled versus Baltimore. I knew someone got shelled versus Baltimore. There you go. There you uh, go. At the beginning of the season uh, that I streamed, uh, and then uh, he had a bad start uh, versus Toronto. But I mean, that's against Toronto. They're one of the best offenses in baseball, so uh, you kind of understand that. I, I, I love Garrett Richards. I'm never going to quit him. Like it's that's no, it is I, what it is.
0: Well, because we don't have to pay a lot either, right? Like we're we're not alone. But it's not a giant pool that is obsessed with Garrett Richards no. the way he's, it was like when he was with the Angels, you know?
1: In spite of missing a ton of time due to injury, he's been pitching in the league. This is crazy. He's been pitching in the league since 2011. Oh, oh my man. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, and his career ERA is 364, uh, career whip, 127. That is who he is.
0: Yeah, I think that I, I think that definitely uh, we, we know we know who Garrett Richards is. So, you know, another one of these guys
1: like Gibson though, like if he starts to really blow up, you just move on.
0: Yeah, you don't get cute, like you, you don't have to, and and we know that the whip's already there and it's scary, so. You know what you're getting into and just just be smart about it. We're not uh, we're not advocating to like go down with the ship on Garrett Richards. Um, But, you know, he's been useful right now. And your rotation, not everyone can be excellent. Right. We know that for sure. But guys can do different things. Look at Richards as like a little bit of a volume guy, which is weird to say because he's gets hurt so often. But now that he's pitching, they're trusting him and a wins guy. And I know it's hard to rely on guys for wins, but he's got four already, which is pretty decent. And uh, you know he's going to be in the mix with that with that Boston team because they're very good. All right, Luis Garcia, you have eighty or I have eighty nine versus your seventy. I think this is another glob situation, and my only concern. Um, well, not only, I guess, you know, there's some skills concern, but I, I love what he's doing skills wise. I'm, I'm really interested. In fact, I'll point out that he is 31st on the player Raider. So we're both saying like, we're, we're both not buying just purely into his results. I'm nervous about him having a spot when Odorizzi and Framberg are back. And the latter is back tomorrow. Framber Valdez will debut Uh, For the season on Friday, Odorizzi is supposed to debut on Saturday. In fact, that's confirmed. So they're coming back Friday, Saturday. What happens to Garcia then?
1: Oh wait, they they already sent they're sending down Christian or they're putting Christian Javier in the bullpen. No,
0: no, they don't have to. McCullers just got hurt.
1: But they already said they are.
0: But they don't have to. Okay, I don't want to do a bit right now. They don't have to. McCullers just went on the IL with right shoulder. So, so they said that even before that, though, they were going to put Javier in the bullpen.
1: Yeah, they said after they put McCullers on the IL that they're moving Javier into the bullpen. Is it that after? I believe so because Urquiti's coming back too.
0: There's still enough room though, so it will be grinky
1: uh, No, there's not.
0: Garcia, Ortiz, Valdez,
1: Javier. Oh wow. Okay. They have, okay. they, they've got to put someone in Garcia's yep. been too no, good. You're
0: right. The McCullers thing does not cover it. And Javier. Now this will work itself. I mean, Javier itself. has a 314-103 though. So you say, uh, you say he This will work itself good. out. I know. But like in the short term, that kind of sucks for Javier, man. Yeah. But what are you going to do?
1: They should just move to a six man is what they should do.
0: But you can't do that to Grinky.
1: Yeah.
0: Like you can't do that to an established
1: vet like that. Like
0: finagle it to where he doesn't somehow fit the six I I don't know how you would do that but that becomes you're right it'll work itself out in a heartbeat and if I had to if I had to guess away it's not great and I hope it's wrong because I really you you know I've been obsessed with him for a while but I just imagine is gonna either get hurt again or not be that good that's my concern yeah yeah Um, yeah
1: I mean it'll work itself out one way or another Usually Uh, via another injury Exactly I mean, they've got three guys returning from injury At the same time One of them, they will not continue to be healthy It's
0: a nice piece to put in your bullpen, man Javier, 48 and two-thirds With a 314-103 whip Uh, He's been better than Garcia This Astros team is going to
1: be super dangerous
0: Dude I thought they were super slept on I wish I could have gotten like a futures bet in Because I thought that they weren't getting any in, any attention. The only thing that they're really missing is, I still don't love their bullpen, but you can fix that in season. Well, they just added the, to it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They just put a premium piece in there, too. They still need a lefty, though. That, that's the thing. He's a righty going in there. The only lefty they have is somebody named Brooks Raley and Kent Emanuel and, and uh, Emmanuel. And Emmanuel just got hurt. Oh, well, there you go. He was the only one who was doing well. Raley has a 652 ERA. So mm-hmm. anyway, back to Garcia. Since he's staying in then, I think maybe both of us need to move him up.
1: Yeah, I was I was I was interested to have this conversation because, uh, I mean, he was my streaming pick last night. uh, I got
0: fire streaming, by the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and like he uh, he gave up an unearned run because he committed an error. I've never understood how that works, by the way. That seems
0: so fishy that you can create your own errors to, and they don't cost you runs, but whatever. It could have we'll been disastrous
1: it. for it because he committed. So it was just like a slow roller to his left hand side and it went right under his glove. Um, and uh, and then he ended up loading the bases and only oh, one no. run scored. Um You know, so, I mean, he could, it could have been disastrous, but then he came back, had his composure looked great. The rest of the outing He's getting strikeouts. He's, uh, you know, not putting too men on too many men on base, uh, you know, induces a fair amount of soft and medium contact. Like he has been really, really good. Uh, I mean, the biggest concern I think with him coming into the season was what is his command going to be like? Is is he going to walk too many guys, Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think he's answered that. I think he's, you know, shown like he he'll walk a few guys here and there. But sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's purposeful. He's trying not to give in uh, and he's getting a ton of strikeouts. Yeah, I think I'm too low on him, which means you are definitely too low on him.
0: Yeah, because I'm I'm 18. I'm 19 spots lower. And I, I will tell you, my ranking was fully based on the fact that I thought he was toast in the rotation. Because guys, were going to start to come back. So knowing that that is inherently wrong at this point, I'm moving him way
1: up. I think
0: I'm going to move him to 55.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna swap him in Plisac. I'm gonna move Plisac down to 70. I'm gonna move him up to 50.
0: There you go. I like it. So we're, we're both in on Garcia. That's my only concern all year has been can he stay in, and that this is a big endorsement that he's in over Javier um when when they have six men at the ready and of course it'll only be further complicated by McCullers when he comes back assuming something does not happen in the interim which you and I believe that it almost certainly will so uh that's Luis Garcia next up is Chris Paddock now this one I don't think is going to be globby um you have him at 42 versus my 60 I think there starts to be a little delineation there between like your top 50 yeah, guys I need and to move beyond it. that you want you want to move him down. I
1: probably should. Well, let's talk about him a bit
0: though, because um, you know, again, at sixty, which you still, you know, a starter in every format. You know, even in ten teamers, you figure everyone has six six guys at least. Um, so you're, you're you're rostering a good seventy seventy five starters for sure, even with reserves. Um, he's been pitching better, but they were really limiting his innings. Six inning outing yesterday was his first time. Hitting six innings.
1: No, no. He added six innings the outing before. Oh, wait. He's had two straight six-inning outings.
0: b is not updated because I was, all I did was look at his most recent start and it had six innings. But that's the May 21st outing. They do not have yesterday's games. In. Whoa, it's already 1230. Something must have happened. Okay, yeah. So back-to-back six-inning outings. Um, is Paddock starting to come around?
1: Yes and no. Um, he is pitching more to contact. Uh, he's, he's changed a little bit of the uh the sequencing, and and that is helping helping him not give up so much hard contact.
0: Can you have sequencing when you only have two pitches? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no. Very... I mean,
1: he. I'm pretty sure he's been throwing the curve yeah. more.
0: No, I know. I just, I wanted to take a jab. I'm just, I'm rude. I'm rude. How many pitches do I have? Zero. Okay. So who am I to talk?
1: No, um, I mean, I saw you in your backyard, you know? Thank you. I,
0: that was fun. I, you know what? I've been hurt since then. I <laughs> bet. I, I, no, no joke. The I'm manager
1: let you go myself. too deep into that out. W- way too deep. Yeah. dude. I was
0: like, D- are you a college coach? Cause you're not, you're not pulling me out. I kept looking over to the dugout and uh, no, no, I looked back in the bullpen nobody was warming up Charlotte was not warming up it was bad uh, but yeah to your point he's, he's trying to bring that curveball into the mix to go with the fastball changeup because that's been the thing is he's only a two pitch guy and so you know the 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 old if one of them's not working you're in deep trouble but uh, he survived in Milwaukee and I, I say survive only because six innings, one run was obviously very good, but it was only two strikeouts, so it a lot of contact there that uh, they were turning into outs for him. But he'd gotten a, a six-inning, one-run outing against Seattle, the outing before that for six strikeouts. Um, but prior to that, he hadn't gone six with mixed results. So I, I'm just, I kind of keep Paddock in this 55 to 75 range, and I'm going to need to see, like, legitimate development of a third pitch or or just the two pitches popping off the way they did his rookie year before I'm going to move him. But like I said, to your point, 11, 8, 14, 10, and 15% usage on the curve through his last five games. That's a legit pitch at that point. Mm -hmm. If you're using it
1: around, you know, that's that's over 10%. And that's what we've been waiting for with Paddock. He needed to develop a third pitch. The, it didn't need to be a devastating third pitch. It just needed to be something he could throw, you know, something. 10 to 15% of the time. Exactly.
0: You got you to have – they got to be worried about something yeah. else. And that's the problem that they haven't been thus far is they're just like, well, okay, it's going to be fastball. Or, I, m- or I
1: moved him down to 51.
0: We're okay. um, nine the, spots apart now. That's yeah, not
1: the- I think that's the right spot. You know, because I don't want to overreact to the last few outings either because, Mm -hmm. again, they were against Milwaukee and the Mariners. And Milwaukee has not been uh, an offense you're super afraid of. And Seattle has been no hit more times than, like, anyone ever.
0: (laughs) They've been no hit, like, seven times just this year. This week. It's been... (laughs) They had a lot of double headers. They were all no hitters, and they decided to count them. They didn't. They no, no, they didn't the... count. That's
1: why they're not showing up in the snatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, w- Wayne
0: writes like or uh, bumgarns like, you better not count those ones if you're not going to count mine. Um, but yeah, that I agree with you. Let's not freak out over the two six inning outings against mediocre teams. But at least he's starting to go six using that curve. I think we're more in lockstep here now that you moved him down a little bit. Let's move on to our next guy, and that will be. Dylan Bundy. Now we've got even a bigger split. Cause I moved him down further. You are at 36. I'm nervous. And I moved him down. Where'd I move him down to? It's, it's quite a bit now. Um, I moved him down to 58. So just five more spots from where I had him. And, you know, I was in on Dylan Bundy last year, really liked what he was doing. Stayed bought in this year. And for a while it was like, okay, the ERA just doesn't match the underlying skills and we'll have some regression. Well that was before he started allowing homers again. Yeah. Uh, two e- in each of his last two outings. He got pummeled by the Dodgers, which you can forgive, but then he tacked on two more beatings after that. And well, all of a sudden against gone. the Red
1: Sox too. And, so. and Oakland.
0: You know, yeah. The the quality teams. But we've gone from a four ERA with good underlying numbers to a six fifty ERA with slightly less quality numbers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah probably need to drop him and this is weird it's it's weird for me to try to defend Dylan Bundy because I've been the anti Dylan Bundy guy that's um, what I'm saying we, we've changed course here yeah um yeah I need to drop him he definitely shouldn't be 36 he should he should drop down into that 50ish range I'm I'm gonna put him question is do I put him in front of Paddock or behind Paddock now. Ooh,
0: yeah, I got I got him actually just in front, like three spots in front of Paddock here, so I... I yeah, I think I'm going to put him right in front, so now he becomes... Oh, no, I have him right... I have 58-59, actually, Bundy, Paddock, in that order, with Lamette right after them, another guy who is frustrating as heck. Lamette? Yeah, who you have at 64 right, right by them as well.
1: Yeah, I just... I just don't trust Lamette's health. Like that's No, no, that's the biggest issue with him. Not
0: to make it a combo about him, but yeah, I just I don't trust the health at all. Um
1: Yeah, so but... I, I move I move uh or I moved uh I moved Dylan Bundy right in front of Paddock. Uh I mean I wonder if there's something going on with him health wise. Because that's always the the issue with Bundy. Exactly. I'm gonna check out what his game log velocities have been, and see,
0: and see if something happened. You know, because yeah, it's the Dodgers, but if something, if if his view yeah, also okay. dipped so
1: there, he started off the season at 92 and 92-9 in his first two starts. His last two starts, 90.9, 90.5.
0: There it is, and we talked. I didn't bring this up with. Uh, with Garrett Richards, but you can look, he has one of those clear issues too, where when he's over 94, 94 and above, mm-hmm. it's going well. And when he's not, it's, it's a clear issue. Um, and, and what, what did you say the cutoff was for Bundy? Uh, with what? what? Where was his low before?
1: It was at 90, his first two starts of the year, 92 flat and then 92, nine. And now it's down to 90.9 and 90.5 in the last two starts.
0: That's concerning. And, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's. A tick to a tick and a half, and it, I know a lot of times we, we hear that and we're like, well, come on, that can't be that big. Th- those are the margins that they're working on in Major League Baseball to where one mile an hour can be that devastating and completely change you. Um, and so that is, that is nerve-wracking, and we know his health record for Bundy throughout his career. Be careful here. So be, he was dropped careful.
1: in one of my main event leagues. I don't know that you should go crazy. And I was going to go crazy, but now this conversation has talked me out of that. I, I, think that's, I think that's the right way to approach
0: it and just be be a little cautious about it um, with regards to Bundy here. And and just be careful, folks. If you're seeing him pop up on your waiver wires, not necessarily somebody that you need to jump in headfirst on. Somebody that you do need to jump in head first on, unless you're in my main event and let me have him for $4, is Andrew Heaney now you have him 40th. I'm 54 again. I think top top 40 versus 54 start to see a little bit of a delineation there where it's not just a glob. Uh, we know how much you like him, but talk to us about what he's been doing this year. And if you think he can really hold the top 40, because he's been 111 on the player Raider. So you're, you're expecting some a surge in performance with this ranking. In fact, I am too, uh, even at 54. So let's, uh, let's talk through the Heaney situation here and what we're expecting the rest of the way from him
1: yeah it's really just two bad starts (laughs) um in which he gave up three home runs in those two bad starts now you ate one of those for sure because one of them was was at seattle oh yeah so you were you were thinking okay he's been really really good since that well sorry it's been three bad starts because i'm not i wasn't including opening day or uh, or his first start of the year where he got just shellacked versus the uh the white sox uh still with all their pieces before you, they all got hurt. you could have feasibly avoided that though, yeah, you likely did avoid that in, in especially in your ten and twelve team leagues, yeah, um but yeah, i mean yeah i mean it's 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 a little bit of the same old Andrew Heaney where it's mm-hmm. when he is uh locating. He is not hittable. And when he isn't, he's very hittable. Uh, I still love the talent uh, and the velocity's been there. And he's actually, uh, you know, he, he's shown good control and command most of the season. It's just been those few outings where he's he hasn't. So I, l- I probably should drop him too. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: still very much in that level though i'm glad you brought it up where game logging is still very important i think it's important all year personally to kind of know the makeup of somebody's era but we're still in that situation where two two bad start one bad start can actually impact you quite a bit but you get two or three out of your out Ooh, of your his eight velocity's
1: or nine. been down too
0: now he's been rough in his last three yeah where, where did the velocity cutoff happen? Because the start before that on May 6th was brilliant against the Rays.
1: Well, from, that that's the weird part. It's like he was 91-7 in, in in that start. And then the next start where he got lit, 92-8. Uh, okay. Um, And then he's back down to 91-5, 91-6. So, I mean, there's been a lot of variants. He started the year at 93.
0: And that's when he got pummeled. Maybe,
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe he needs to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's
0: overthrowing. I I don't know. Maybe it's 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 as simple as that. But I understand, you know, it's obviously a bit of a meme how much you love him. He's definitely one of your guys. But you know, you're still looking at the the um, the strikeout rate uh, being here at. Hang on, I'm going to do the percentage because I'm on Baseball Reference. 29%, and and that's fantastic. And then the walk rate is is certainly not bad at 8%. And you look at those those core skills. It's hard not to like him. But it is the home runs always with Heaney. And that's my concern is that those aren't going. Now he does have two, three Homer outings, including that one against Seattle that you talked about that you definitely ate. Um, I think I need to lower him too, even at 54, just because it's, it's I don't see any way that he's just going to stop giving up homers unless he goes full Matthew Boyd on us and, and just, um, you know, finds a way to cut into them, but then it would probably come at the cost of some strikeouts, which I think I would take that trade off though. For a little bit of his strikeout rate mm-hmm. to cut the home runs. I would that too. could that could be nice. This so, this I is
1: this is a tale of someone who is not willing to give in. Correct. He's he he he's trying to just end the inning as opposed to taking giving the guy the free base and going after the next guy.
0: And maybe you're like, hey, hey don't don't throw a crappy pitch here. Throw mm-hmm. throw your pitch. If he swings at it, great. If not, get him back the next batter.
1: Yeah, I, I know, put it's easier him
0: easier said than done
1: though. I put him down to forty-seven. Okay, um, which feels more right. I
0: went even lower than that. I'm not gonna lie. I know you're gonna be upset with my ranking. Are you ready? Are you emotionally prepared for where I ranked him? I can't even find him. That's what. Oh. 77. Oh God. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. These home runs are a problem. 1.8. Last year's 1.2 was like a, an, an aggressive improvement for him. Um, yeah. I'm just like, I don't think you can put him in your top 50. I'm just gonna be blunt with you. Okay. He has never had a sub four. I think I can. Well, and I okay. think I did not never. He had one in 2015. So super recent. Um, I mean, you can, and you did, but, but should you is the question. Yeah. Um, and I think the answer to that is no. I noticed, by the way, uh, that you still range Zach Gallon.
1: Um, yeah, I got to take him out.
0: I was say just as a quick detour. Where are you at on him? Like, are you cutting him in any leagues yet? I mean, I know we're trying I'm to try not out to. There's no, yeah, because there's no info. But what what is the push point there where you're like, frick, I need to
1: just cut him. I think if you've got other injuries that are either with guys that you feel more comfortable are going to be back sooner. Um, I mean, he's playing catch right now. So that's okay. a sign that things are starting to progress a little bit, but you know, it could, you know, and, uh, let's see, uh, update yesterday, nearing flat ground tossing. So he definitely, needs to drop and i have actually been looking this entire episode on like okay where does he need to drop to he probably needs to drop towards the where i put zach police and yeah i didn't so i didn't 70-ish. i didn't even rank
0: him because i just there's so much uncertainty i, I put him on my list now with without a rank because I, I i gotta park some of these guys here that are gonna eventually get ranked when they're healthy um like you have because you didn't you didn't put a number next to everyone, but you still have names listed, and I like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add some names there. But um, you know, you don't, especially with Gallon in particular, it's difficult because remember when he got hurt, there was a big panic, and his price plummeted, which you actually took advantage of. And then he comes back and dominates, and I think people are gonna be afraid that that's gonna happen to them if they cut him. So I think that his his season trajectory is making Gallen more difficult to cut because no one wants to be the the doof that cut him mm-hmm. and then somebody else picks and then, up Yeah, a, and then next month he
1: gets picked up but i mean we got to think that he's likely not going to pitch until close to the all-star break and you know if what I'm thinking. and if that's the case why wouldn't they just let him wait until after the all-star break i mean the diamondbacks are atrocious
0: they're so bad
1: and so why would they they're not going to rush this like they shouldn't rush this. I mean, in spite of what they did with Carson Kelly. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm still shook on that. But again, we we also don't have info to enough uh, we hear fracture. We automatically assume it's devast- like you could be you could have an injury of a fracture on your body right now that like hurts you, but does not Im- impair you in any way like. I assume most things on me,
1: it's fractured.
0: Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I'm just saying, like there, there are times, you know, we we read we read an injury and we assume it's much worse than it is. I don't know, but I I am still worried about that Carson Kelly thing. But yeah, with Zach Gallen, again, it's kind of a familiar refrain where you're desperately trying not to cut him, but I think you're going to get into a situation pretty soon where it's just going to be too difficult not to
1: not to move on. So can we talk just real quick about the NL West? Yes. It has the three best teams in baseball and two of the worst.
0: It's 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 the complete haves have nots. Isn't
1: it wild? I I mean, I'm pretty sure at least coming into today, I believe like they had the three best records in baseball and they still do. And well,
0: um, the Rays would mix in there, but your point your point holds just fine.
1: Yeah, like this is such a weird division. I don't know that I've ever seen something like this. No, I probably and, and have with the AL East at some point,
0: but with three teams, it used to be Boston and, and the Yankees were great, and then the other three were trash. Yeah, because um, I, I was, I, just, there I had was to be... in
1: my head, I was thinking, oh, well, what about one of those 90s seasons with the Orioles still being good, but then the Rays weren't there? So it well, was I was just... gonna say,
0: the what about the Rays when they were good, though? And then mm. Yankees, Red Sox. Maybe there's a season
1: there. Yeah.
0: Um, I think I think that's probably the best chance to find a a, a division yeah. like that by because... win
1: percentage. The best three teams in baseball are the Padres, Dodgers, and Giants, and then they've got the Rockies and uh, the Rockies and Diamondbacks, which I believe, if I'm looking at this correctly, are the two worst teams in baseball by win
0: percentage. I... I got to imagine oh, no, the, the, the Orioles got to be a little. The Pirates and Orioles. Or- yeah. Yeah. But again, your point stands three absolute haves and two complete have nots. And the big surprise there, of course, is that the Giants are in the mix. And I think there's some viability. I think it's, I will say this as it stands right now, I believe this team more than I did the one, was it 19? When, when you guys were competing too much to really trade anything, you still moved a few bullpen pieces, but you couldn't really move Bumgarner and everything the way you we probably would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, prob- probably should have, but it, what a difficult thing to do to the fans, though. I think I think you really do have to consider that, and that's one of those where it's like, this isn't a video game. You have to still consider real life and the fact that they were too close to just tear it down, uh, but this team actually has some legitimacy. This this uh, veteran-studded lineup has been quite nice, and then the pitching, the scrap heap pitching. Oh my God, they've been amazing. So yeah,
1: they're not going to win this division because the Padres and Dodgers will get healthy, and that's the thing. They'll uh, outlast them, and they'll and, outlast them. But like, they're a legit contender for that first or second or that second wild card spot. I guess I totally agree. Yeah, I, th- I think both wildcard teams could easily come out of the West.
0: How great would a San Diego, San Francisco no, Giants uh, Dodgers wild card? Giants Dodgers would be fun too. Gosman, hopefully, would be lining up nicely for Gosman to go with all these and all these crusty vets uh, that that the Giants have. Yeah, they've been playing really well. So, uh, all right, our last guy. Speaking of the Giants, easy transition. Didn't even plan it. Anthony Desclafani. Is a is a big rankings split for us here. I'm at 75, and you, I'm at 61. This definitely feels globby. Um and I I probably move. I I might have overreacted a little bit too much off of his last. Yeah, outing, so. I mean,
1: you take out his last start, he's
0: been. Amazing. 203 er In fact, even keeping it in, he's been 41st on the playerator. So if you'd taken it out, he probably was like 17th or something, because it was a 10 run outing in two and two thirds against the Dodgers. Which, hey, you shouldn't have even had that. Actually, I don't know. No, 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 no. no. When you got a guy with a 203 ERA through nine starts, you're kind of starting him against anybody. I'm not going to crush anybody that. And the, Do-
1: the Dodgers me. have been a beat-up team. It was a yeah, Sunday yeah, yeah. start. You thought they weren't going to roll out their best lineups. And Max Muncy just said, go get it out of the ocean. Go get this out of the ocean.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not going to crush anybody that started this. If you did have the, the fortitude to be like, nope, I... Got him as a streamer. I'm going to stream him and not start him here. Then I respect that because I would have definitely started Descalfani if I had him. And then you take that 10 run beating that only moved his ERA up to 354 though. That tells you how brilliant he had been in his first nine starts with a 203 ERA. So I'm going to actually move him up a few ticks. So we're not going to really have a discrepancy.
1: Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not moving him anywhere. He, he's no, been he, so good. So let's
0: talk about rest of the season here. So Desclafani's been around for a while. Uh, Our boy Eno, I think, I kind of credit him as the Desclafani guy back in the day with Cincinnati. And he's had a few payoffs. You know, 2016 was good, 2019 was good. Home runs have always been his issue, though, too. Well, there's no better place to go than San Francisco to kind of fix that. And it has been a clear help. He's down to 1.0 after 1.9, 1.6, 1.9, the three years before that. And so that's really helping. His strikeouts are back up from 6-7 to 8-2 this year, and his walks are back in check. They'd always been pretty good until last year, so that was actually more expected than anything else. But he's also suppressing hits. He's just been great across the board outside of that ugly start. What do we expect going forward if I can grant you an assumption of health? Because I know that's our biggest concern. But let's say he stays healthy. What do you see out of Descalfani the rest of the way then?
1: Uh, I think he's a low to mid threes ERA guy with a pretty spectacular whip uh, and a good amount of strikeouts. And so, I mean, he's got the best swing and strike rate of his career. He's still getting, he gets swings outside of the zone. He's not giving up a ton of hard contact. Uh, Yeah, I mean, everything is, as long as he stays healthy. Mm -hmm. And that is the biggest concern for me with Descalfani. Uh, you know, you're going to want to watch the times where he's going to maybe a really bad ballpark, but he went to Cincinnati and did just fine. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, seven innings. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I actually might be a little low on him and I've got him at 59.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to move him up right now and I'm like, well, where do I go? I, I, I know that the health is scary, but you know how we talk on here, if, if, the skills are in place. I'm going to take my shot on the health and, and not – I'm not going to rank somebody like preemptively expecting them to get hurt. So I'm not going to be like, oh, I got Descafani down here uh, in the 70s. Like I said, the reason I did have him in the 70s was an overreaction to the last start, not because I'm waiting for the shoe to drop on his health. I'm going to go ahead and put him 56th right now. Yeah. Um, and that's just ahead of a guy we just talked about, Dylan Bundy.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna move him up to fifty. I'm gonna move him up. Yeah, I'm gonna move him up right below Bundy and Paddock. Perfect. So we are so we are giving an endorsement for
0: Desclafani. Yeah. If anyone Uber panicked over that last start and cut him in like your tens or twelves, go get him because i am not freaking out over that start that's just getting that's just an awful day against a great team and you wear it and you move on um and we're gonna move on we're gonna go ahead and end the episode here friday episode coming up though i will be talking to rotogut vlad sedler um later today and posting it tomorrow and then you have do you have a sunday episode on tap
1: we don't because of the holiday
0: oh yeah that's right that's right so with with the holiday joy your time off um Nothing on Monday. We will be dark. That's as much of a note to the listeners as it is to you. Do not worry about a rotor write-up on Monday. And enjoy your time off. Sweet. Take it easy. Have a, have a great weekend.